Welcome to Global Outpouring. I'm Philip Buss. And I'm Sharon Buss. Welcome to our podcast today. We have our friends, Pastors Justin and Miranda Goff, with us again today. And we're going to continue with part two of The Most Important Thing. Pastor Justin, Pastor Miranda, we're so glad you're back with us again today. This is really an exciting time that we're living in and an exciting subject because this is really the most important part of the book of Ephesians. We've been doing this study. I think we've done something like 11 podcasts on on the, the book of Ephesians and This is the crux of the matter. This is the Mm -hmm. important part. Finally, brethren, this is the big, this is the big stuff. Mm -hmm. And last week we were talking about uh, the wiles of the devil and how it's, it's so important that we be strong in the power of the might of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's something that is in us when we are in him. It's explosive power so that we can be able to anticipate what that forever loser is going to be trying to do to us. So before we get started, um, Pastor Justin, uh, I just want to mention that uh, your ministry is called Finishers International Ministries, that you're the pastor of Grace City Church in Harrison, Arkansas. Your your website is gracecitychurch.tv. You have a podcast every Thursday, Grace for This City podcast on all the podcast platforms. You're on Facebook, you're on YouTube. YouTube. What's that? What's that address on on Facebook? Yeah, Facebook uh, is facebook.com forward slash GCC Harrison. That'll take you straight to the church's page. And okay. then facebook.com forward slash Grace for This City Podcast. If you want to okay. go straight to the podcast. Okay. So we've been talking about these wonderful verses, and and now we're getting to the scary part. (laughs) (laughs) But just remember, Uh, we've got the power of his might inside of us. So unpack for us, if you will, about this this wrestling and the the history of it, because there's way more than what we just read on the surface. Reading the Word of God is wonderful, but until you start digging and getting more revelation, you're only Mm going to have surface understanding. Right, Let's right. go deeper. All right. Praise the Lord. Yeah. How do things work in the spirit? Oh, I love, I love that. That's what we're after. That's and, it. And, uh, it's our, it's our inheritance to have that knowledge. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you know, and just to echo, you know, that we're, we're doing this, the most important thing, and that's not because we've defined it in the last podcast. Holy spirit said that. Mm-hmm. So Holy spirit has something for us. Very important and we're going to get a hold of it in the name of Jesus. Amen. So, you know, Paul's writing here and um, he's uh, preparing us. Holy Spirit is preparing us. We are going to face a thing, right? We are in the world. We're not of it, but we're here. We're on mission. We're on assignment. Jesus said in John 17, paraphrasing, I'm not in agreement with prayers. You know, as you're hiding under the pews, begging to be taken out of here, Jesus said, I'm not agreeing with those prayers. I've got you here. We are representatives. We are ambassadors. We are mm-hmm. on mission. We're sent ones. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're colonists. 
We are. We're colonists. We're, we're, we're bringing the kingdom of heaven to earth, living by the rules of the kingdom of heaven. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, the light is going to encounter darkness. Praise God that the darkness cannot overcome or overwhelm the light. But a lot of people are abdicating. Mm-hmm. When you say you said you, you're a, your light, don't hide it. Mm-hmm. And I think the enemy has tricked a lot of people into hiding their light and um, has robbed them really of a full knowledge and revelation of who they are in Christ Jesus. And That's I think right. this is this is going to help us here. The devil has robbed us by fear. Oh man, that's, that's his yes. that's his mo. That's yeah. his modus fear. operandi is, yep. is operating with trying to get us to be afraid of him when we are more than conquerors that's through right. him that loved us. The devil doesn't love us; he hates us. Hates us. Yep, wants to just grind us up to a pulp and slurp us down. We talked about that in the last podcast. <laughs> Destroy us. Anyway, so so Paul begins to talk about spiritual warfare here, and uh, so he says, "Here's the most important thing. Say, I've saved." The most important thing to the end of the letter, all right, Holy Ghost, what is that? So he begins to write to us about spiritual warfare. We'll pick up on this in verse 12. Ephesians 6, 12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Now, draw your attention here that the word against is used several times throughout this this verse. Holy Spirit, again, through Paul, is making a very important distinction in this passage. He says we wrestle, but not against flesh and blood. We do wrestle, though. There's a lot of people that don't want to acknowledge that. Mm, we don't want to wrestle. We don't want to wrestle. I don't like to fight. You know, and you know, and they'll say things like, you know, well, you know, the the victory is in Christ. Yes, the he 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 is he is the victorious one. He made a spectacle. He triumphed. Right, uh, paraded him through openly, made a spectacle of him. But there's an enforcement mm-hmm. of that victory yeah. that you and I. All of us here, every believer, we are engaged in that. Okay, we are enforcers of that victory, and there are people in the earth today that haven't heard yet. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is why we preach the gospel. Right? How beautiful are the feet of those who who are what who are bringing that message of what Goodness. you can be alive in Christ, you can be redeemed, you can be delivered mm-hmm. out of darkness and into the kingdom of the Son of His love. So many people have not heard that yet. And so we are going into dark places. We are going to where strong men are, where they have in bondage people, where people are in bondage. So we have to go to these places. And uh, so there is a wrestle. Uh, Again, it's not against flesh and blood, but there is a wrestle, but it's against something other than flesh and blood. This is what the Holy Spirit's trying to tell us here. Again, this passage does not say that we do not wrestle at all. The Holy Spirit wants us to be clear whom it is and what it is that we will face and Mm -hmm. we will do battle against. When Paul wrote his letters during during the, the actual time that he was writing, he wrote them to a Greek and Roman world and audience. Mm-hmm. So he frequently used words that uh, they would have had a functioning uh, mm-hmm. un, uh, understanding of. His cult- cultural references would have been immediately recognizable to them. 
And so let's look at one of these words. And um, one of those words is translated here as wrestle. And so it says, for we do not wrestle. And of course, Holy Spirit was not talking about the WWF or the WWE. Okay, <laughs> okay fake, for those who don't know what that that's is. That's fake <laughs> wrestling. That is fake wrestling. It's that produced, you know, those guys in the tights jumping scripted. around, scripted, very, very, very yeah. scripted. I'm going to push you and you're going to fall down. Yeah. And then, you know, you're going to let me win. You know, no, no, that's that's a very Hollywoodized. Uh, this is not the wrestling that we're going to be talking about. So the word wrestle here, the it was translated into English wrestle here. Uh, it's actually the Greek word Pele and other versions translate it combat or struggle. But this this Greek word is a derivative of a specific place which was in every major city called the palestra. So Pele is what happened in the palestra. And I want us to see today in this podcast exactly what Holy Spirit is desirous of us to see by looking at this idea here or this 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 place, the palestra. It was a huge athletic complex. All the big cities had them. And uh, it was different than your average gymnasium. The gymnasium, which they also had in those days, uh, had places for young students to come and study. Uh, they would have like study rooms. Uh, you, you, you could train and you could practice various sports and even exercise there. But the palestra was different than a gymnasium in that it was specifically a house of combat sports. Mm. The palestra was a house of combat sports. Kind of like what you have in video games now. Yeah, yeah, sure. Saying, all those, the same, all those, same spirit, yeah. I think, yeah. as what we're going to be going into is what's been revealed in these last years in, you know, in cartoons mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. you know, toys, all these things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, so mm -hmm. the palestra, uh, again, was a literal place, okay? It was a literal building or buildings, and all the major cities had them. And uh, so it was a house of combat sports. So the palestra uh, primarily housed three popular combat sports. Okay. It was wrestling. And this is where we get uh, the English concept. That's why they translated Pele as wrestle, because it did. Uh, there was wrestling. There was boxing. And there was a sport called pancration. Okay, now none of these sports in their original format exist today. This is why I'm saying when mo when we hear the word wrestle, you know, a high lot of high school wrestling. Yeah, high school <laughs> wrestling or or WWE. That's um, people people have this Hollywoodized version, you know. That this isn't the wrestling that Holy Spirit was talking about. Um so let's give some explanations on these because we're not familiar with them. When Holy Spirit through Paul used the word Pele, Timothy and the others in the church at Ephesus would have known exactly what Paul meant because literally just down the street from the congregation in Ephesus was a palestra, and these activities happened every week. So, if, for example, if Paul would have used the word football, uh, we wouldn't need any explanation because we are a football culture. Mm -hmm. uh, the church in Ephesus would have related with the culture of Pele. Mm -hmm. So first was wrestling. Again, this isn't WWE, uh, not scripted and predetermined. Uh, no, this this kind of wrestling isn't like what we have today. And, it, it, and, and it's not grappling. You know, we have <laughs> professional grappling now. No, in this wrestling, there were no rules. And most wrestling matches ended in a fatality. 
Uh, you could gouge eyes. Uh, it was common to break bones, snap fingers, snap arms. It was common for someone's back to be broken. It was brutal, bloody, and deadly. So wrestling was the first sport that took place in the palestra. Again, just down the street from the congregation at Ephesus. Mm-hmm. Okay, it was this complex called the palestra. So the second sport that was very common uh, was boxing. Again, their boxing was not like our modern day boxing. Many times it also ended in a fatality. These boxers would wrap their entire arms from the elbow down to the wrist and down onto the knuckles in leather. Then they would take nails, something uh, or something similar, and embed them in the leather on top of their knuckles. Historically, they say that these nails ranged anywhere from one inch to three inches in mm. length. Can you imagine Brutal. four four of these spikes basically embedded on top of each knuckle? No boxing gloves. No box. These padded, big yeah. padded <laughs> things. Uh, even the modern boxing gloves now do tremendous damage. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. there's guys' faces broke open and stuff. So um, if if you can imagine, say, Freddy Krueger's face, that would be a cultural reference to us. It's a series of horror films. You know, Freddy Krueger was this person who had been burned. Um, if you can imagine Freddy Krueger's face as something these men might look like wow. after only a short time of boxing, mm. complete, their faces rip, ripped up. Now, historically, in case you're saying, I don't know if this is true. Well, historically, what I'm saying is preserved in museums all over the world. This period of time in particularly was depicted in artwork on pottery and other materials. You can see eyes being gouged out by thumbs in the artwork. Mm. Uh, You can see arms and backs being broken. Once again, all this is historically memorialized in museums from this this Sheesh. period of time you 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 can see backs being broken you can see uh depicted in this artwork of ears being torn off noses being cut off complete mutilation of the face due to the nails in the leather tearing at the flesh mm. so that 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 was boxing Sheesh. which happened oh, weekly just down the street wow. from the churches at, mm. at Ephesus the third popular and most common sport was called pancration. Okay, now it's a uh, compound word. The, the uh, word pan means all or everything. Kratos, and we talked about that in the last podcast, kratos is power or force. So pancration was the games and battles where those who had survived and outlived the others in wrestling and boxing gathered for a face-off. It was the best of the best. It was the gladiator games. Pancration had no rules. And these matches typically utilized various deadly weapons in a fight to the death, last one standing bloodbath. Now, here's what's interesting. So everything that I've just described is inside of the word translated wrestle. Now... Holy Spirit said, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Now, the, the church in Ephesus would have experienced uh, whether or not, I, you know, I don't think they went to the games, you know, but, um, 
but they would have known that that was men, mortal men fighting. But here the Holy Spirit through Paul was connecting an idea, a thought here. And he said, he emphasized, we don't wrestle, we don't pele against flesh and blood. That's what you're seeing down the street. But you are going to engage in a pele against what? He goes on to say, principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this age, and spiritual hosts of wickedness in high places. Again, there's a wrestle. There's a Pele. Holy Spirit is saying you're not, it's, it's not a Pele against flesh and blood. You're not going to engage in this kind of violent combat with another mortal person. But he said you are going to have to be prepared to go against, to fight, to combat, to struggle, or to Pele against a spiritual being. And this is where I think a lot of people want to check out. Mm-hmm. They want Absolutely. to check out right here. But what is Holy Spirit saying? This is very important. You've got to hear this. You've got to understand this. You know, you can't just hide. You know, you can't put your head in the sand. Right. You need to know that on some level, you are going to have to go up against some spiritual being. Yeah, because because that's the wiles of the devil that we talked about last week. Yep. Yep. They're attacking us. Mm-hmm. So we've got to be prepared for the attack and we've got to be prepared to not lose. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. So those reading that letter from Paul that day would have immediately been aware of the wrestlers, the boxers, the gladiators. Uh, they would have uh, in their minds, they would have seen the brutal combat. They would have envisioned broken bones blood and a fight to the death, they would have understood what Paul was saying was very serious. Now, Paul is saying, and don't miss what I want to tell you, the most important thing Holy Spirit needs us to know is that there is a Pele, but it's not against another human opponent, but against spiritual unseen forces who have positioned themselves against you. Holy Spirit is telling us the devil is not a fable. He's a spirit being. Satan is a spirit being full of hatred and murderous intentions. He is bloodthirsty, and he does not like you or anybody created in the image of God. I don't say all this to startle us or to scare us, but we need to awake to the fact that if we desire to do something significant for the Lord, Mm -hmm. at some point, we are going to face an opponent who is not playing simple games. Holy Spirit is revealing to us that the devil desires to wrestle and box with us and attempt to make a spectacle of us in the ring of life. Mm -hmm. Now, Holy Spirit, watch this. And we mentioned this before the podcast. I love this, this, this here. Holy Spirit is revealing the fighting style of the devil. There you go. You don't have to like it. (laughs) You're not going to like it. (laughs) That's that's what he intends to do. Yeah. Holy Spirit said, by way of revelation, here's what the devil's going to try and do. He's, he, he, he's, he's going to try and wrestle. He's going to try and break your back. Mm-hmm. He's going to try and box you. And he's going to try and rip your nose off. Mm-hmm. He, is, he, he, he is going to use every weapon that he can possibly get his hands on in a Pancratian style match with you. He does not like you. He does not care for you. He intends to smear you. And Holy Spirit is saying, look, If and when you engage, and it's more of when, 
Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily if, because we have been sent into his territory. Yeah. Okay. So it's not necessarily if, it's when mm-hmm. you encounter the enemy, Holy Spirit is saying, you're going to know ahead of time of the way he's going to fight. And so uh, we need to take this encouragement here, that knowledge of the enemy's moves gives us tactical advantage. That's mm-hmm. true. So Holy Spirit is revealing to us ahead of time. When you go toe-to-toe, when when you come up against, and I'm going to talk about that word, when you come up against the enemy, you're going to have foreknowledge of how he's going to come at you. Okay, so knowledge ahead of time gives us tactical advantage. But again, you know, I would love it if there wasn't a wrestling. Mm-hmm. But we are enforcing victory. That's right. And there are people who need mm-hmm. to be delivered right now. And some people are within the clutches of a strong man that needs to be bound. Yes. And so uh, we, need, we need to know that we can go up against these forces. We can demonstrate explosive power and win in the ring. That's right. Mm-hmm. And defeat. And then on, on the other side of these principalities and powers is our objective. The objective isn't just facing these powers. The objective is going through them mm-hmm. so that the the goods can be plundered. That's wow. right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay. There's treasures out there that he has mm-hmm. stolen. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. And we've got to redeem them, mm-hmm. especially, especially as you're saying, the souls that are trapped in his in his clutches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Prisoners. We've got to set them free. All right. So um even in the last podcast, I mean, this this is going to finish strong. I, I mean, this is not a Debbie Downer message, right? I mean, <laughs> but but it, it but it's knowledge that we need to be aware of. You know, I we 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 need to be aware that the devil has no intentions of wrestling with us like we see on TV. He has no intentions of even wrestling with us, even like on MMA, which is mixed martial arts. Mm-hmm. You know, if we have the wrong understanding of the type of spiritual battles that are going to encounter us, if we think that he's going to follow rules, no. if, if we think mm-hmm. that he's going to put on padded gloves, Mm-mm. if we think that, you know, when the referee says match is over, that he's going to obey. Right. Then we have the wrong idea of the type of, of being that he is. I mean, he's ruthless. OK, so uh, he has no. A desire to follow any rules that leaves us unhurt or undamaged after an encounter. Uh, he does not, and he will not fight fair or gentle. Now, be encouraged. Hallelujah. <laughs> Romans 8 says, verse 37, despite all these things, we are more than conquerors. That's right. Yeah. Overwhelming victory is ours through Christ. And that's why he starts this section out with verse 10. Be strong mm-hmm. uh, in the Lord and in the power of his might. Holy Spirit gives us explicit instructions, letting us know that while we are living, we will face the devil. And if we wrestle properly in this life, we will have certain victory every time. Again, whether we like it or not, the Bible says that there is a wrestle and uh, the devil is looking for some way to get you in the ring. Hmm. Paul is saying, I'm telling you how to be ready and how to win so that when that happens, you will demonstrate Romans 8.37. You will demonstrate the reality that you are an overcomer. Yes. All right. Now, um, so Paul has been given knowledge of how Satan's kingdom is aligned militarily. 
And this is where we go into maybe the second part to verse yeah, 12. Yeah, this is fascinating. This is really <laughs> fascinating. So you're going you're gonna to lay out for us the different levels. Yep. Okay. Yep. yep. Good. So he says, for we do not wrestle against. Uh, literally, the Greek says the combat we have been drawn into. So the combat that we have been drawn into is not against flesh and blood. Flesh and blood is a diversion, a facade, a pretense, a front for the real action working behind the flesh and blood. Okay. So we need to, we need to know this, that while that person down the street in the natural is being a total rude dog, <laughs> our battle isn't on that level. There are influencing factors That's right. behind the scenes. Subversions. And as a believer, Holy Spirit is saying, be aware, don't be drawn into the diversion. Okay. The, mm -hmm. the person is being utilized. Mm -hmm. That is a facade. The flesh and blood element is the facade. It's the pretense. It's the front. Right. The real action is what's working behind the scenes. Yes. Okay. So these are, and we'll get into this here. So the first one is principalities. Okay. Principalities, that word in the Greek describes those who hold the chiefest seats of power and who have held them since ancient times. Mm -hmm. mm. uh, it was a Greek military word used to describe the highest ranking generals and those held the highest positions of power. So those are principalities. By the way, let me just say this now. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities. Now, we just said that that Greek word describes the highest rank of power or authority in the demonic realm. These would be like the generals. But Holy Spirit just told us that you will be against them. There is a Pele against principalities. Mm -hmm. The believer on some level will face and be engaged in a Pele, a combat against the highest ranking powers in the demonic realm. I just thought that's very interesting. Mm -hmm. hmm. All right. So the second one is powers. And so there's principalities and then powers. Those, uh, the Greek word powers describes those who have received license from the ones above. So powers have got license from the principalities. This is a second level rank or authority. Hmm. It was a military term, a Greek military term used to describe a, quote, free pass to do as one pleased within a particular area or location. Mm -hmm. So these powers aren't just roaming all over the earth as they see fit. They've been assigned particular regions or ter uh, territories, but within that region and territory, they have a free pass to do as they see fit. Yeah. Hmm. Very, very interesting. That's true. Yeah. It's territorial. Ter yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then we know uh, that when Jesus encountered the legion, they cried out, imploring Jesus not to cast them out of their region. One actual translation says that most say territory. They implored Jesus to allow them to stay mm -hmm. within the area that they were obliged, as it were, to operate in. Yeah. And, and outside of that area, they had no authority. They, they would have none. Yeah. yeah. So uh, now that's, that's very interesting. Once we have revelation knowledge of our enemy, again, we have a tactical advantage. 
how would you really throw a cog in the operations of a power? Well, somehow get him dislodged from his region. Mm-hmm. Right? I think we'll do a podcast on that. Hallelujah. Watch for that. <laughs> okay, so then the third one. Now, this is a this is a descending list here. Okay, so principalities is the highest ranking. Powers is the second level of operation. Then the third level of operation, some translations will say it like this, rulers of the darkness of this world. Rulers of the darkness of this world. Now, in the Greek, it's one word. Okay, so that phrase in English is one word in the Greek. It's the word kosmokrateros. It's used once in the New Testament right here. Hmm. It's only in Ephesians 6.12, that Greek word. It's not used anywhere else. Kosmokrateros. There's only one mating and only one definition. Now, it's a compound word, cosmos. It describes something that has been arranged and orderly. Kratos is the Greek word for power. And when you combine these two words, it means this, raw power that has been harnessed, disciplined, and focused. Cosmokrateros was a, again, it's a Greek military word. All these words in here uh, were military. Yeah. Uh, it was a military word used by the Greeks to describe what we would know as like a boot camp or an intense training center. Now, uh, if you're familiar with the concept of, of a boot camp, what is a boot camp? Well, it's a place where you take raw power, like young men, young women, you harness, you discipline them, you train them, and you put weapons in their hands and then send them out on missions. Hmm. So what is this cosmocrateros or rulers of darkness? Well, Satan trains spirits. Mm-hmm. He trains demons who are raw power. He'll take these demons, he'll focus them, he'll train them, and he'll train them in the same way a boot camp would train soldiers to do combat. So rulers of darkness are trained demon beings who are specifically trained in a particular weapon or strategy. Mm. <laughs> and let me share a, a story to kind of go along with this that. This is a good story. Yeah. I like this story. Oh, man, Power- powerful story. And this, this will really um, give some light to the operation here. So many years ago, there was a, a meeting in Enid, Oklahoma. And I know the minister that was here ministering. So I've heard, I've heard this story firsthand. An invitation was given uh, at the end of the meeting to anybody present that if they wanted healing to come forward and down to the front and the ministers would lay hands on them. A man and his wife came down to the front. As it turned out, the man and his wife were from a denominational church that didn't speak about healing, and therefore they knew nothing at all about healing. In fact, they were actually somewhat oblivious as to why they were even at that particular meeting and as to why they were even up at the front. <laughs> oh, isn't God good? Yeah, just, just how he moves and the intercession, you know, that, mm-hmm. that had gone out for those, those folks. The minister said to them, well, you must be up here because you need healing of some sort. The minister asked them how he could pray. At that, the man pulled his hands out of his pockets. Now, again, I know this minister, and I've heard this testimony firsthand. 
when this man pulled his hands out of his pockets, his hands were so severely deformed. He said that this man's hands were so twisted, so perverted. His fingers were twisted. They were manipulated. It looked as if some of his fingers had grown back into his hand and were protruding through the other side of his palm. (laughs) Both of his hands were identical. The minister asked, what happened? The man said, I know you won't believe me, but I'll tell you what I told the, the doctors. He said he felt something come upon his hands. He said, I felt it. My hands begin to hurt. The doctors diagnosed him with some rare form of arthritis. And they even tried several surgeries. He had the scars on, on, on his hands to prove that. But nothing that the doctors did stopped the twisting of his fingers and his hands. He said that when his hands were totally deformed and had stopped twisting, he said he felt that same thing that had come on him lift off and leave. Now, his wife was standing there, and she had her hands behind her back. The minister asked what she was needing prayer for. She said, there's a part of the story that my husband didn't say. She said that when whatever it was came off his hands, it came on me. And at that, she pulled her hands from behind her back, and her hands were just as deformed and twisted and perverted as her husband's hands. What is this that we've just described? Specifically, it is a spirit of affliction who had been trained in a particular weapon or affliction. Mm -hmm. And once it was finished doing uh, what it did to one, it dislodged and moved on to another and began to do the same thing. Hmm. This is rulers of the darkness. Yeah, they're they're just, they have a specific job. They're assigned to do it. They need to go and do it. I I remember hearing a story from uh, Dr. Sam Matthews. He was telling about how uh, he had this vision as he was in prayer and he saw them driving down the road and he saw this truck come and hit their vehicle. And so they prayed and they prayed and they prayed and they said, no, we're not having that in the name of Jesus Christ. We're not having that. They got in the car and they're going down the road and in his rearview mirror, he sees this car right behind him. A truck comes out and hits that car just like he had seen in the vision. And he realized, "Uh uh-oh. We need to change the way that we're praying. We can't just mm. pray to protect ourselves. Oh we have to pray to completely oh, wow. negate that assignment. Oh, wow. 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 <laughs> yeah. Wow. So it's it's assignments. They they've been given yeah. assignments. Mm. Yeah. They're yeah. they're trained in one thing and that's what they're going to do. Yep. Yep. But that's all they can do. Yep. Can you imagine if we awake and Holy Spirit's helping us? Yes. To the knowledge of how these things and Notice wow. he's laid them out in order here. We can understand how these operations work. But when we come, and we're coming into it now, we're coming into the revelation of how these things work and operate. When we begin to see a strategy or a weapon, like that spirit of affliction or an operation of cancer or an operation of dementia mm. or an operation of perversion and addiction, these demons pedal, as it were. They're one-trick ponies. Okay. And so, you know, it's like you can you you can begin to recognize that operation. I'm not saying everything is a demon, but surely many things are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Jesus even encountered that woman who was bound with a spirit of infirmity for 18 years. Right. And he cast off 
And she was delivered from from what that oper- that assignment against her that caused her body to be bent over. Uh, what what we're saying is this is well the Holy Spirit is revealing it to us that demons are soldiers they're raw power and they've been disciplined and trained in specific skills I don't even want to call it skills because it sounds like we're giving them a positive <laughs> but 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 they are trained in a particular thing and then they're sent forth to perpetrate that on people mm-hmm. and uh, once we become aware of their tactics and their strategies once again I'm not saying everything is a demon. But, man, surely many things are. Mm-hmm. And once we become aware, even through discernment, we know how to specifically engage in the Pele. Come on. That yes. will bring victory in that situation. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So um, lastly, Paul says in the last category here, and this is the lowest level, is the hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Many translations use the word high instead mm-hmm. of heavenly. And high places in the Greek is the word, uh, it describes the breathable air below the mountaintops. The early church fathers wrote concerning this verse, and they said this, that the lower, denser regions of the air is thickly populated with unseen spirits which have been marshaled against us for our destruction. So these hosts of wickedness are the lowest level, lowest ranking demons that harass they agitate and they oppress. These are like the imps. I mean, we know several ministers that have seen, you know, these type demonic spirits. You know, they're they're not necessarily giants. You know, they're just they're like annoying. Spirit of fear. Mm-hmm. Spirit of fear. They're they're annoying. They're yeah. impy. Distractions. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. 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 Don't don't forget to go back and listen to the podcast we did with Mary Lois Little about the spirit yes. of, of of fear mm. and her, how she overcame that. It was just an, a little tiny imp the size of her thumb. That's it. That's and, it. And and he magnifies. So that's how the spirit of fear works. And yeah. that's what these things are. They're really small, but they are liars yeah. and they are trying to deceive us. And mm. we are the winner. Come we on, are. be strong. We we are hosts of wickedness. You know, these are the majority of the situations that a lot of people are, are encountering when it comes to spiritual warfare. There's more of these, say, if we could say it like that, there's more of these loose and on the earth uh, than anything else. But they're low ranking and they just harass and agitate. So specifically, Satan is aligned and arranged purposefully to victimize the human race. Yeah, that's that's his M.O. And Paul used combative and militaristic language. But, you know, Paul, Paul didn't. Uh, Paul was the vessel. Holy Spirit used very Mm -hmm. specific language that in particular, the moment they received that letter from Paul, and the word Pele words was used, they knew exactly what Holy Spirit was trying to say. Mm-hmm. And here Holy Spirit is saying, though, look, don't apply this revelation to people, though, but you're going to have to apply this to these demonic powers. And that's uh, Christ has arranged us so to encounter these things, um, because once again, on the other side of these bondages, on the other side of these strongholds, on the other side of these demonic forces is what people's lives are in the balance Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh you know jesus isn't pitting us in the ring against demonic spirits that want to kill us because he's some sort of crazy psycho that loves to see blood yeah right no like just (laughs) have us fight no no no. he's after people Mm -hmm. the redemption of mankind right Mm -hmm. now let's go back to the very beginning here and let's remember the word against so yes i was hoping you would catch that one in verse 12 so so we uh wrestle 
or our Pele is not against, there it is, the very first one, flesh and blood, but against, and it goes on and lists those things. It uses this word against several times, and it's the Greek word pros. It's the Greek word pros. So let me uh, put that in there. For our combat or our Pele is not pros against flesh and blood, but pros principalities, pros powers, pros rulers, pros spiritual hosts. This word pros describes intimate. It's not sexual, but it's intimate contact and proximity. We see the same word pros used in John 1.1. In the beginning was the word. This was the uh, pre-incarnate. And the word was with pros. Mm -hmm. Uh, The word was against pros. God, the word was with close, intimate, not sexual, but intimate uh, God. And the word was God. Again, it describes the pre-incarnate Jesus, that the Father and Jesus were so close, they were face to face, so close they could feel each other breathe upon one another. It's a picture, pros is a picture of closeness, intimacy, and personal contact. Now, the Holy Spirit chose to use this word to describe the proximity and personal contact we will have with our enemy. You will be pros, face to face with principalities. You will be pros shoulder to shoulder with powers. You will be pros rib cage to rib cage with rulers of darkness. Those are the specifically trained raw power uh, soldiers who have been trained in a particular strategy. You will be pros with them. You will come face to face with a demon that has been educated, as it were, in the affliction of cancer mm. or some other affliction. Maybe it's deformity or dementia or something, you know, Uh, you will be pros. You will be as close as physically possible in combative contact with wicked spiritual beings who have been assigned in mass numbers upon the earth. Mm. That's what Holy Spirit is telling us. Let me say that one more time. So you will be pros. This is what Holy Spirit is saying. You are going to be as physically, as close as physically possible in combative contact with wicked spiritual beings who have been in, been assigned in mass numbers upon the earth. All of these evil beings uh, really have this, this motto. Oh, he's such a liar. We steal, we kill, and we destroy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You got to understand, the Pele is more of their intentions. Mm-hmm. But Holy yeah. Spirit is saying, I'm going to equip you and I'm going to empower you that you'll experience victory in the Pele. So again, Ephesians 6.13, he says, put on the whole armor. Why? Because you're going to need it because of what I've just said. Why are you going to need that armor? Because you're going to be pros mm-hmm. with the principality. Why do you need that armor? Why do you need to be strong in the power of the Lord and in the power of his might? Strong in the Lord and in the power of his might because you're going to be pros. You're going to be as close as physically possible with these demon beings. You're going to feel that cold, nasty air blowing on your neck. <laughs> yeah. You're going to smell the stench from their breath, but you're, you're going to face it. You don't really have an option. You're going yeah. to face it, and you're going to overcome. You're going to explode on the scene with power. Yes. Yeah. Come on. And, and that darkness will not overcome the light. That's right. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you so much, Pastor. 
Wow. Hallelujah. That's powerful. That's Amen. powerful. So let's, you know, really, this is all about this equipping that we need to be able to be those overcomers to uh, to go forward into this global outpouring that we're we're engaging in. We're moving forward into yes. that place yeah. where we're going to see this great harvest. But we have to be prepared not only just to engage the devil, but to win. Yeah. You know, we've we've got to be ready to chew him up and spit him out. Exactly. Know, be, be, yeah. That's that's what. Uh, what Caleb and Joshua said about the giants in the in the promised land. They're they're the bread, bread for us. us. Yeah. They're bread. We're gonna oh, love eat yeah. this. Yeah. Come on, let's yeah. go. Let's go. We can do this. We mm-hmm. can do this. And we've got to have that we can do this attitude mm-hmm. that comes from the the Lord in us and us in him. And and it's like he, he's so superimposed over us that that it's like if you would take two liquids, one of them is blue and one of them is yellow, and you put them mm. together and you're mm-hmm. going to have green. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, maybe I'm blue and Jesus is yellow. Mm-hmm. And when we're together, we are one yeah. and we're green and we're moving forward. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's, it, it, it is, it, yeah. we are so mixed together Can't with him. The Holy Spirit is so empowering us that we can overcome and we will overcome. And that is our assignment is to overcome just like Jesus did. He went about doing good and healing all that were all, oppressed all, of the devil, yeah. all, all. And that's our assignment. We're to go out and do greater works than he did because that is what he's about to do in this global outpouring. Mm-hmm. And we have just been equipped today in a great new way to have a whole new mindset about winning the battle. Amen. Hallelujah. Because it's the most important thing. Thank you, Jesus. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the podcasting platform suggest this podcast to other listeners who are also looking for a great move of the Holy Spirit. Check out our website at globaloutpouring.org to find out more information, read our blogs, connect with us, and donate. You can also browse our web store for life-changing anointed books. Until next time, This is Sharon Buss. And I'm Philip Buss. God bless you with his overwhelming, loving presence. Mm